Welcome to Red Pill Torah, calling believers from man's institutions to God's instructions. Have you heard from Abba today? I'm Tim. And I'm Miss. Abba means dear father. And this is the way Yeshua urged us to relate to the Elohim of Israel. Our Abba is speaking right now. Let's talk about it. If you didn't know, the Torah is the first five books in the Bible. Understanding and believing the Torah gives context to the rest of the Bible. And the Bible is all about Yeshua the Messiah. Mm -hmm. You can email us at redpilltorah at gmail.com. Find us at our website, www.redpilltorah.com. Follow us on redpilltorah.podbean.com. On Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, or wherever you hear your favorite podcasts. We love to hear from you. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And a big shalom to our friends in Louisiana and London, England. Listen out for Red Pill Tour on a radio station near you. Red Pill Tour is an outreach ministry of B'nai Ephraim Messianic Ministries and Assembly. In our last podcast, we heard from some of our friends about the joys of camping. Now at the time of this recording, we're enjoying a weekend in our RV. It's such a blessing from our Elohim to be able to get out for a few days. I agree, Daddy. For some reason, it's so relaxing. I sleep really well in the RV. Hey, I do too. Maybe it's the quiet or the departure from some of the things that usually occupy our attention. This is a great time to hear Yehovah and to receive His direction. And that brings us to today's topic, listening to the voice of Yehovah. The inspiration for this topic comes from the story in the life of the judge and prophet Shemuel, or Samuel. In the book of 1 Samuel, we read the story of his birth. Like many other men who the Most High used in mighty ways, Samuel was born to a woman who had not conceived children before. Her name is Hannah. Her husband, Elkanah, had another wife named Penina. Now Penina had several children with Elkanah. The scripture clearly states that Elkanah loved Hannah dearly. First mm-hmm. Samuel chapter 1 verses 4 through 7 describe the relationship between the two wives. Reading from verse 4, it says, One day, when Elkanah was sacrificing, he gave a portion of the sacrifice to his wife Penina and portions to each of the, her sons and daughters. But to Hannah, he gave a double portion because he loved Hannah, even though Jehovah had kept her from having children. Her rival taunted her and made her feel bad because Jehovah had kept her from having children. Elkanah did these offerings every year, and each time she went up to the house of Jehovah, Penina taunted Hannah so much that she would cry and not eat. Miss, this reminds me of Rachel and Leah, the two wives of Jacob. I see that too, Daddy. The similarity continues because Jehovah enabled both Rachel and Hannah to bear children later. Mm-hmm. Hannah entered into a vow with Jehovah. Verse 11 tells us the terms of Hannah's vow as she was praying in the temple. She said, Jehovah Sabaoth, if you will notice how humiliated your servant is, if you will remember me and not forget your servant, but will give your servant a male child, then I will give him to Jehovah for as long as he lives, and no razor will come on his head. Daddy, verse 19 tells us that Jehovah Zakar, or remembered Hannah. If you missed our podcast, episode 184, titled Remember, check it out for a detailed discussion on what it means to remember from a Hebrew perspective. Clearly, 
Yehovah heard Hannah and accepted her vow. We can also infer that her husband, Elkanah, heard and agreed to the vow. For Hebrew culture, the commandment of Elohim, given in Numbers chapter 30, requires the husband to agree with his wife's vow in order to make it binding. 1 Samuel chapter 1 verses 21 through 23 says, The husband, Elkanah, went up with all his household to offer the yearly sacrifice to Jehovah and fulfill his vow. But Hannah did not go up, explaining to her husband, Not till the child has been weaned. Then I will bring him, so that he can appear before Jehovah and live there forever. Her husband Elkanah answered her, Do what seems good to you. Stay here until you have weaned him. Only may Jehovah bring about what he said. So the woman stayed behind and nursed the child until she weaned him. Tim, the child was named Samuel, which could mean the name of Elohim or heard by Elohim. Samuel worked at the temple. In chapter 3, verse 1 says, The child Samuel continued ministering to Jehovah under Eli's direction. Now, Eli was the high priest at the time. Now, in those days, Jehovah rarely spoke, and visions were few. Man, those were really dark days. Imagine it being rare that Elohim's people heard from him. We also learned that the chief priest, Eli, was not enforcing holiness and upright behavior with his sons, who also worked in the temple. It became so bad that people didn't want to come to the temple because of them. Chapter 3 describes the judgment that the father pronounced upon Eli. Elohim used Samuel to deliver the message to Eli. Now you know things are really bad when you're the chief priest and Jehovah gives your message of judgment through a child. Wow. Well, chapter 3 tells us about an evening when everyone had gone to bed. Two times, Samuel heard someone call his name, so he ran to Eli thinking it was he who called. Both times, Eli said that he didn't call Samuel and sent him back to bed. Now, reading from verse 8, Jehovah called Samuel again a third time. He got up, went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. At last, Eli realized it was Jehovah calling the child. So Eli said to Samuel, Go and lie down. If you're called again, say, Speak, your servant is listening. Samuel went and laid down in his place. Jehovah came and stood, then spoke as at the other times. Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak, your servant is listening. Mama, it was at that time when Jehovah told Samuel about his judgment on Eli and his two sons. Chapter 3, verses 19 through 20 say, Samuel kept growing. Jehovah was with him, and he let none of his words fall to the ground. All of Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, became aware that Samuel had been confirmed as a prophet of Jehovah. Daddy, I think that meant that the people could hear from Jehovah more frequently now that Samuel had been confirmed. Mm -hmm. His ministry and renown flourished in Israel, even up to the time when Elohim agreed to give Israel what they really wanted, a human king. Israel's first human king was Shaul, or Saul. In 1 Samuel chapter 15, Elohim commissioned King Saul to execute his vengeance against the Amalekites for what they did to Israel in Exodus 17. The instructions were clear and direct. 1 Samuel chapter 15 verse 3 gives the instructions. 
It says, Now go and attack Amalek and completely destroy everything they have. Don't spare them, but kill men and women, children and babies, cows and sheep, camels and donkeys. Now many of our listeners know how this story goes. King Saul had won a great military victory while sealing his own personal defeat. 1 Samuel 15 verse 9 tells us, Shaul, or Saul, and the people spared Agag, and he was the king of the Amalekites, along with the best of the sheep and cattle, and even the second best, also the lambs and everything that was good. They weren't inclined to destroy these things, but everything that was worthless or weak, they completely destroyed. When Samuel came to King Saul after the military victory, Saul tried to explain his good intentions in sparing the king of the Amalekites and the livestock that he thought was good. Like Elohim, Samuel did not accept Saul's reasoning. Saul's failure to Shema, or listen intently and act on what he heard, cost him the favor of Jehovah and the throne of Israel. Red Pill Torah, episode 101, gives a detailed explanation of the Hebrew word Shema and what it means. Please check it out for this great blessing. This current episode covers five points that we can learn from the life of Samuel. All of the points have to do with the word Shema, listening intently and being ready to act on the message. The first point is, when you make a vow to Elohim, do what you promise to do. He is listening. Ecclesiastes 5 verses 4 through 5 said, If you make a vow to Elohim, don't delay in performing it. For Elohim takes no pleasure in fools, so perform your vow. Better not to make a vow than to make a vow and not discharge it. Samuel's parents kept their vow, and Jehovah blessed Hannah with more children. Point number two is for us to remember that Jehovah is always speaking. If his word is rare, it's not because he doesn't have something to say. Eli the chief priest was not walking in the ways of Jehovah, and neither were his sons. That explains why the word of Jehovah was so rare in those days, and that's why we study and apply the Torah, God's instructions, to our lives. We want to know his ways so that we can walk closely with him and hear from him. Mm-hmm. Point three is that we should be listening for Elohim's call. We should expect it. Part of Samuel's training was to learn to recognize the father's voice. Young Samuel heard the father's call. He just had not learn to recognize his voice yet or to expect the father's call. Samuel was a fast learner. We can be as well. Point four is we must answer the father's call eagerly and with hearts that are ready to obey. I love the immediate response of young Samuel when he heard his name being called. Samuel wasted no time hurrying to answer the call. May we all be like young Samuel eager to Shema when Abba calls us. Point five is when Elohim calls you, do what he says to do, no more and no less. King Saul may have been eager to serve, but he did a poor job of following God's instructions. All the zeal and good intentions in the world are not a substitute. So what would you do if you discovered the way you live your life and some of your beliefs were out of line with God's instructions? Would you take the blue pill and do what you think is best in the moment? Or would you take the red pill and simply follow God's instructions? Only you can answer that question. Our failure to hear from Elohim 
is tied to our failure to Shema, to listen intently, with a heart to act on what we are told. Sadly, there are places where the word of Jehovah is rare, and that's not a safe place to be in these times, as our world is changing all around us, looking more and more like the end of times, we need to hear from Elohim every day. If you don't commune with Jehovah every day, you can start today. Close the distance and Shema the Father. Listen attentively to his word and be ready to act on what he says. Well, that's all we have time for today. Thanks for listening to Red Pill Torah where you, you can, can handle the truth. truth.